Welcome to So This Is Love. My name's Aaron. And my name's Leslie. And this is episode so 90, 95. 95. Yeah. 95. Welcome back, everybody. <clears throat> Hi. Sorry. Still like clearing my throat. Yeah. What? 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 I love you. I love you more. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So hope everybody's week has been going good. How's your week been, Leslie? My week, I honestly can't tell you what happened this week. Except a lot of things happen. I don't know. <laughs> like, it was a busy week. Um, I'm tired. Like, I kind of want to sleep mm. tired. But, like, I haven't had a chance to, like, just sleep extra. Because we've just kind of had stuff going on, going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and even, like, my evenings have been filled with stuff. So, I have, like, by the time we get to bed, it's after 11. And, you know, get up ready to go in the morning. And I'm rested when I wake up in the morning. So, like, it's not like I'm not getting rest. I'm just tired. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, and this week, this month, it does not prove to be any less tiring or October. Like, my October weekends are already planned out. Oh, that sounds <laughs> terrible. Well, yeah, because I've got, we've got two birthdays where we're required to go out of town. Mm. We've got a women's event. Um, and that's just three weeks out of, I think there's five in October. <laughs> no. So, Yeah. This is uh, your wife's life to come. This is true. <laughs> but it was a good week overall. Like, um, I'm, I, I'm, I'm healthy. Like, I, I didn't feel sick this week. And um, I need to get back on the healthy train in the sense of, like, food-wise. Yeah. And try to get back to the gym this week because mm-hmm. I just haven't been able to. And so, um, so yeah, I uh, I haven't. So, right now, the only time that I have to go to the gym is probably during the day. At work. Like while I'm at work and we're allowed to do that. Um, but I am struggling with doing that. <laughs> and, and I did get to talk with one of my pastors who's like my dad. And I told him, I was like, I just want to tell you how I'm feeling about this. And he's like, how, what's going on? And I was like, I just feel anxious. It makes me anxious to go to the gym while I'm at work. And oh. he's like, why? And I was like, because I feel like I'm on a time constraint. I was like, because I know I'm allowed to go for the hour and work out. And then come back and I'm allowed to eat my lunch at my desk. But then I feel like I'm not doing my job because I'm eating my lunch at my desk. And he's like, Leslie, this is you. (laughs) Like, you're allowed to eat your lunch at your desk. And I'm like, I know. And I feel like it. And it's so it's for me, it's just me. It's nobody else. It's just me. And so um, I'm just unfortunately like I'm a creature of habit and change is hard for me. (laughs) And uh so I'm just having to adjust to it. Cause I always then I also feel like I'm in a hurry at the gym. Even though I don't need to be like, you know, I can get dressed at work and then drive from work to the gym, which isn't very far. So I get like 50 minutes to work out. Well, 40 minutes and then to take a quick shower and come back to work and be able mm-hmm. to eat my lunch at work. But I still feel weird about doing that, even though I have permission to do that, because they want us to be healthy. Yeah. You know, so and I've been wanting all the carbs. And I know all that's because carbs. I'm not working out. Yeah. So, like, I want pasta every day and I want pizza every day. And those are not things that I eat all the time. So, but it's been constant lately. So, I got to get back at it. That's me. <laughs> well, my week has been good. Uh, still recovering from my fall. The The bruise is huge. But it doesn't hurt. Like, that's not, that's not the part of my body that hurts. Like, uh-huh. my hip is what still is giving me pain. Uh, um, but hopefully I can go back to the gym this week Yeah, and then I'll be fine. You do some mobility too. Yeah. Stretching or on the, on the, the, what's that bar, not bar, um, rolling. 
Rolling out, yeah. You yeah, roll the foam roller. On the foam roller. Mm-hmm. Um, did the music on Thursday and Friday. Um, ran Saturday, so it's been really fun. It's been a good week. Uh, I don't know. Like after last weekend, like we it, it's it's just kind of been like not really nothing really entertaining. <laughs> nothing real, like you know. Yeah. It's just kind of been a chill week. Except for Friday. Friday was entertaining. What happened on Friday? I don't know why. You tell me what happened on Friday. (laughs) Okay, so on Friday, I texted Leslie and I was like, hey, do you want Starbucks? Because, you know, if if you've been listening for the past couple episodes, you'll know the Starbucks story. If you don't, go back to, it's on like 93 or 92. Um And. Maybe it's the always listen to your wife episode. It's the always listen to your wife episode. 91. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I tell the story about the Starbucks. And so this is a kind of different story. And, and Leslie was like, yeah, oh, no, because I was at home and it just, it felt really nice. And I thought, oh, it's, this is, it's because it's fall. Right. Like, this we've, feels we've had, like fall. We've had a lot of rain this week. Yeah. yeah. And so it, it just felt like fall in the house. And so I texted her. I was like, hey, do you want a pumpkin spice from Starbucks? The latte. Because uh-huh. I know you like them um, around this time. Like pumpkin spice, everything. Yeah, yeah. But no, like, you know, it's good. Right. Um, and he said yes. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay. So then I'm getting ready and I go into Starbucks. And um, the line was super long for the drive through So I ended up just walking in. Uh-huh. Um, and which was good because when I got out, the car that I would have been behind was still hadn't ordered yet. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. So... Um, I ordered our drinks and I got you the pumpkin spice latte uh-huh. with the whipped cream right. on the top. And then I got myself a chai latte with pumpkin spice and vanilla. Right. Because I like the chai lattes and I like putting vanilla in them because it just tastes better. Right. And then pumpkin spice isn't always available. So, yeah. like, hey, why not? Right. right? So then I get to the church and I give you your drink. And, and you're go, like, this is your this drink. Is yours. And yeah. I was like, thank you. And you also mm-hmm. brought a bag with two donuts in it. Yes. They were pumpkin spice donuts. And you said, one of these is mine. Yeah. Meaning I should not eat your donut. No. I could only eat one donut. Correct. Yes. And and then I went to the stage to get ready for, for the music. And then I, I took a couple of sips of mine and I thought... I don't think this is the right thing. I think I gave Leslie the wrong cup. Uh-huh. So then when you come came on stage, I was like, did you have, do you have my drink? And you looked at me like, uh, and I was like, what? <laughs> and you're like, it's gone. Like I drank it all. <laughs> I actually had, when you asked that, I had just handed my cup. Well, I had been standing there on the stage, like licking and taking out all the foam with my fingers uh-huh. because it was so <laughs> delicious. <laughs> And I was so, and I was even before I got on stage. I was in the back in the green room, mm-hmm. um, and I was drinking it. And I was talking to one of the guys from the band, and I was like, "God, this is so good." <laughs> and he's like, "Yeah." And I was like, I pulled down the little, um, the not the lid, but oh, the, the hot the hot protector. Mm-hmm. I pulled it down, and and it said um, pumpkin spice, and then it said pumpkin spice chai, and I was like, "Oh, he got me a pumpkin spice chai." Oh, I'm so glad he did that. Like, I was telling this guy, and I was, like, giving you, like, all these, like, props, you know? I was like, oh, this is so good. I'm so glad this is what he got me. Like, I'm going to have to tell him thank you. Like, I was so 
grateful. It was so good. So then I, I get up to the stage and I'm li- literally like taking the cup and like trying to get every drop out yeah. and taking out all the foam with my finger. And um, Anna Elizabeth was sitting in the chair down the, off stage. I was like, hey, can you put this in the trash for me? She's like, yeah. And that is exactly like she took it and walked away. And then you said, hey, I think I gave you my drink. And I was like, oh, <laughs> I already drank that. All of it. Oh, it's gone. <laughs> and everyone, like anybody oh. who listens to the podcast or is friends with us on the on stage started cracking up. No. And they, and Robert was like, this is going to be on the podcast. He oh my gosh, laughing. I'm so excited. <laughs> but yeah, I was, it was, it wasn't like disappointing. It was just... This isn't the drink that I ordered. Like, this isn't what I wanted. It's still fine. Like, it's pumpkin spice, right? Uh, yeah, I was so happy. Because I like pumpkin spice lattes, but they always kind of taste, um, what's the word, like, heavy to me. A little bitter. Bitter, I guess, is the word. And I don't really like that. And mm. Which is why in the past couple of years, I haven't really bought any. Yeah. Um, I would usually get, if I got pumpkin spice, it was um, iced you know, mm-hmm. really not hot. Oh, yeah. And so, but it's been a couple of years since I'd really had one. So I was like, yeah, let me get one. Plus, I really wanted pumpkin spice. Mm-hmm. But from now on, just so the whole world knows, Aaron, I only want what whatever it was that you got me. I got a chai latte with pumpkin spice and vanilla. That's what I want. Always. And I knew it was going to be delicious. Uh-huh. I knew it was going to be so nice. Uh-huh. But that's not what I got to drink. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, and, you really know, it good. wasn't your fault. And I do remember thinking, like, I wish they would have put, like, a, you know, they used to use marker right. on it. But now they have those sticker things that, and I didn't know. Yeah. And the sticker things are conveniently placed covered, behind yeah. and covered by the, the, brown, the brown hot protector, protector things. Um, so I didn't know which was which. I was like, well, I think this one was yours. I don't yeah. know. Um, but it was not. I'm so sorry. <laughs> but it was really good. I'm glad you enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. I was very grateful that you brought it to me. <laughs> and I and I like talked you all up about how well you knew me. <laughs> and how you knew exactly what I wanted. And it was all a lie. So great job, babe. You're welcome. <laughs> oh my goodness. It was too funny. And I, you know. I was glad that you enjoyed it. And I said that. Uh-huh. But I think some people thought. That I was being sarcastic, uh-huh. and I was like, "No, no, like I'm happy that she enjoyed it. <laughs> I'm. It makes me glad that somebody actually got to enjoy this drink <laughs> because I was planning to enjoy it. Oh, you know, well, I like did. I was looking forward to enjoying the drink. Uh, and even though I didn't get to enjoy it, somebody did. Like you enjoyed it. So yes, someone who is directly connected to you. Exactly, got to enjoy we it. are one. Yes. So it's kind of like you drank it. <laughs> That's what I would like next yes. week. Yes. With that, Until that. pumpkin spice is over. I know. It's so sad. Yeah. Sigh. Let's we'll sigh. just get started, so yeah. we'll enjoy it while it's here. Speaking of, since pumpkin spice just got started. What? I do want to say thank you. Uh-huh. For cleaning all the fan blades and the light fixtures. Yes. And changing the light bulbs. Yes. And putting in new light bulbs. Mm-hmm. I appreciate you. Mm. The only thing you didn't didn't get to do was bring fall down, but I understand. Yeah, Yeah. well, because after I I cleaned the... Oh, and you uh, also changed the AC filter. Yes. After I cleaned the the, uh, the fan blades... Did you write the date on it? No. So 
So we remember. Two days ago, the seventh. Did you put it in your phone? No, because we just need to buy the other ones. Yeah. Um, the after I clean the fan blades, well, obviously you know the floor gets all dusty yeah. and, and dirty. So then I had to sweep, and after I swept, my back was like, "Hey, you're done." Yeah. So I didn't, I didn't get to finish, and then it took me a little bit longer to clean the light fixtures because they were really dirty. Yeah. Like really dirty, and the they don't come off. They do. They do. I was like, you could just soak them in like hot water and. Yeah, but you didn't. Like, that's, that's more work than it's necessary. Oh, okay. Um, so I ended up getting some old socks because the the paper towels, tape, paper working, towels, yeah. yeah, they weren't cutting it. So I got the um, some old socks and rubbed right off. Mm-hmm. It was good. I used the um, spray thing. Thieves. The, yeah. Use thieves. Mm-hmm. Young living thieves. So it smelled like. Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. It was good. That stuff is great for cleaning so many things. It really did get it off because I was I was really concerned. I was like, this is because you know, there's dust. Right. But then there was a layer of like it's kind of like dirt dust. Caked on. Because you know what? Because I think the last time you cleaned it, you cleaned it with the pledge cleaner. Uh-huh. And so then it like the dust attracted to that. To that so yeah. then it was kind of sticky. And then any extra dust that continued to top. settle on top. Yeah. Yeah, and so that was that made it a little bit harder. Um, so hopefully it won't be that bad or that long between cleanings. The yeah, next time. Next time. Um, but yeah, the, then my back was just done. I was like, okay, I yeah. can't. I'm not gonna carry stuff. I'm just gonna rest now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, well, you you oh you were telling me about how you've been posting stuff on Instagram. Oh yeah. So um. Last year, I had started doing quotes mm-hmm. um, from different, like from every episode, like starting with episode one. So I would like find my favorite quotes from um, the journal entries and from just what we're talking about, and um, and post them on Facebook, mm-hmm. not Facebook on Instagram, Instagram when it goes to Facebook as well. Um, and so I picked back up because I stopped doing it in March this year mm-hmm. or March last year. I think it's <laughs> been like a year since I've done episode quotes. And I was like, oh, I'm going to start doing that again. And so I have been posting and I've been getting a little bit more interaction from people in the sense of like likes and, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but I posted one this week and it's from episode 12. It says, do not awaken love until it's time. Mm-hmm. And um, and I felt like when I posted it, it was something that had kind of been ringing in my head. And it's something we tell people all the time. Um, we always tell young people like, okay, make sure you're guarding your heart. Yeah. Like. I know you like so-and-so, or I know this is going on with so-and-so, like, but you have to protect your heart. They really don't ever really grasp that. Yeah. Um, but I feel like do not awaken love until it is time is the easiest way to say that. Mm-hmm. Now, <laughs> that's still hard, <laughs> mind you. you yeah, because feelings. Because feelings. Um, but I feel like it was, it like, it's been a, that has been something that I've been talking about a lot lately with young yeah. people. Um, you know, we... Um, we just recently decided that we were going to join Fortress. Yeah. And so I don't, I think, I don't even think Hiram and Naomi yet know yet. <laughs> no, they don't, but they've been saying they've been listening to the podcast, so we'll yeah. see. <laughs> so um, we've officially kind of joined that ministry yeah. and we moved our date nights. Yeah, date night's going to be on Monday now. Right. So that it's not going to be on Thursday so that right. we can stay. Which I'm going to have to adjust to. I know. <laughs> I know. It's it's really weird, though, because normally we record our podcast episodes every week on date night. Right. So 
We, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, we, we've been a little like behind the past month or so. Yeah. Um, and so today we're recording it on Sunday again, yeah. and then tomorrow we're going to record another episode. So when we get to the whole, how was How's your, your week? week? Well, not... it just started. There's nothing to say. Yeah, it's going to be weird. We're going to have to like really be, like really have something to talk about. Yeah. Rather than how was your week? So you have 23 hours to figure <laughs> to something come out. up with something. Yes. <laughs> So, um, anyway, so I feel like, I know I, I was like, oh, we should talk about that. And like how important mm-hmm. it is to, you know, like I, I grasp the whole, like, I mean, I can't ever tell anybody like, don't feel for that person. Yeah. Cause you do inevitably, like when you're, when you're getting to know someone, it, the attraction is there. Getting to know. <laughs> yeah. And you start to like things about them mm-hmm. that are, you know, and Jesus is attractive in people. Yes. And we're dealing with kids who know the Lord. Yeah. You know, we're not dealing with like kids who are just out on the street. Like, we're dealing with mm-hmm. kids who know the Lord, who are getting to that age where they're like, yeah, I'm ready to get married. Yeah, I want to I want to be in a relationship with someone. I, I want to, you know, I want to do this. Yeah. Um. But... <laughs> I think in that there's an excitement that kind of leaves God at kind of the, out of the equation in yes. the sense of... Or that can. Or that can leave God out of the equation. And you get so excited about it, you kind of start to take leaps and bounds forward. And mm-hmm. for girls, I feel like it's harder. I feel like it's the hardest thing to not do. Because it's easy. Yes. For, it's a lot easier for girls to get lost in their feelings. Well, yes, because once a man or a young man begins to pursue you, you get like, whoa, somebody's oh, paying attention I, to me. He likes me. Yeah, yeah, like he's paying attention to me. He's talking to me. He's and texting me. we're going to get me. married and we're going to have five kids. I'm just kidding. Well, you know, but I think as a girl, it's easy to like move forward in your head yeah. so quickly. And then by the time you know it, you're asking questions to yourself mm-hmm. like, but what if I don't want kids? What if, what if I don't want to live in a brown house? And what if I don't want, you know, what if I don't want to, what if I want to move away? Like, so we're already there and the guy's barely going like, oh, I'm going to see like, okay, I think she's cool. Like maybe she'll have coffee with me. Mm -hmm. Like they're not even thinking that far ahead, you know? And so I think (coughs) it's easy for girls to go into the mode of like, oh, I'm committed. Yes. I'm committed. And he hasn't even decided that completely and totally no. yet. And it's something that I've kind of seen recently in that I see young people start start getting they like talking to each other. Yeah. And they start to kind of be like, Oh, I'll call you when I get home or oh I'll text you when I get home or um it becomes almost like a habit. Yes. And so they do it, but one of them, whether it's the guy or the girl, because I've seen it on both ends, mm-hmm. is more invested. Is more invested than the other. And it's not that they don't like them. It's just that they're not there yet. Yeah. And and that can be stressful mm-hmm. for both parties. It can be scary for one of the parties mm-hmm. or or both. And um and I just feel like it just moves. And not even that it moves quickly, but it's kind of like whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. She's not your girlfriend. You're not his boyfriend. You're yeah. you're not yeah. her. The actions that you are exhibiting do not equal the committed relationship yet yeah well do not equal they're they're what, 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 they're not equal to your actual relationship now right like you are not you are friends yes or you are you know fam like family in the sense uh-huh. of like our you know we're you're my family right. you know like we hang out like you're my people right um or your friends and the response that you can have is the response of somebody who is in a committed relationship, boyfriend, girlfriend. Right. And you're not there. Right. So let's watch that. Let's watch that. Yeah. And I, cause I feel like when you're there, it's like, oh, wait a minute. 
you need to take a step back. Because <laughs> and that's what I've asked young young ladies. Like, wait, are you boyfriend and girlfriend already? And they're like, no, but we do like each other, and we're Mm-mm. we're talking about it, and we're kind nope. of moving slow. And I'm like, oh, hold mm-hmm. on. Until he says, will you be my girlfriend? You don't need to give up all your time for him. No. You need to, you need to like not be waiting for him to call you. Like you need to be serving. You need to be living your life. Living your life. You need to be working and going to school and doing your homework and mm-hmm. having fun with your girlfriends. There's no commitment yet. No. Because I've watched a couple of things happen recently where, you know, there was a couple a couple young kids who were like hanging out together, spending all their time together, but they weren't committed because they both had lots of hurts and they were like really trying to take things slow, but they yeah. weren't. No. Because they were being friends, but there was also the underlying of we like each other. Mm-hmm. So they were spending a lot of time alone together. Yeah. And I, you know. And was there any like physicalness in that? There was some, I think. And so that confuses things even more. Yeah. Like, because even just a touch of the arm. Yeah. Or, like, you know, a touch of the face mm-hmm. or let me help you into the door by touching the small of your back. Like, yeah. that's enough. Yeah. You know? And and I know that, like, we've always said this, like, dating and courtship, everybody does it differently just depending mm-hmm. on how things are going for you. But honestly, until you're in a committed relationship, don't touch each other. Yeah. Because it just, it takes our, I think, and especially for women, and I'm saying this to young men from someone who's been there as the girl part Mm -hmm. of this is, it really affects a young woman's heart. Yeah. When you are touching, when you are holding for too long, when you're in a long hug, Mm -hmm. when you're, you know, looking at her longingly, when you are just playfully... Smiling at her the whole time. Or playfully touching her face or playfully touching her hair, like... It sends women into a spiral, and it's it feels good for both of you, mm-hmm. but it's not good. No, because it's it's without purpose. Yes, because and those... maybe and maybe in his mind he has a purpose for it, or maybe she does too. But it's not that you're not there you're yet. Not there yet. And I feel like that's what I keep seeing is them just taking like they're fast forwarding through everything, mm-hmm. and I'm like, whoa, just slow down. There's you know? a process. Yes. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think. I think it's it's cool the the phrase um do not awaken love until mm-hmm. it's time because you can take it a couple of different ways if you remove the punctuation until it is time or until it's love's time. Right. You know like the possessive of love. And you don't know if that's going to be in high school. Right. If that's going to be early in college or if that's going to be later in life. Right. You just don't know. And so what you want to do is to protect yourself. And to protect the hearts of the, the girls, as speaking as a guy, of the mm-hmm. girls that you meet. What what I was taught, which is completely, I, you know, I don't want to say contrary. Because in in our culture, it's, it's kind of um, expected. So what I was taught was you treat everybody the same. Right. Like if you're going to hug a girl... Like any girl, you're going to hug all the girls. Right. Unless they're uncomfortable with it, then you're just like, okay, cool. Right. Um, just like, you know, when, when you see family, you're going to kiss everybody goodbye. Right. Like, you're going to kiss all the aunts goodbye. You're going to kiss your grandma goodbye. You know, you're going to hug your uncles. This is just what you do. So when I when I started coming to, to church and learning all these things and BCF, I was like, oh, okay, so I'm just going to hug everybody. I'm not going to just hug 
the one girl that I like or the, the people that I'm comfortable with. Right. You know, or if they want to do the handshake, then we'll do the handshake. But I'm going to greet everybody. Right. And I'm going to do all of this the same so that nobody can look at me and be like, oh, does he like her? Or that she can be like, or her friends can be like, he, he likes totally you. likes you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, it, it's, it's not about just appearance. It's about the way that you are interacting right. in your life and in your friendships. Um, the other thing is, the other thing that I learned was like to do the hard things, right? To not let yourself be carried away, to have a purpose behind your feelings, because you can feel things all you want. Right. That's not a problem. <laughs> Everybody does that. Right. The, the hard part is knowing what to do with those feelings right. and knowing how to act on those feelings in a way that's not just appropriate, but that honors the person that you're, you know, feeling for. Yeah. Something that I was thinking about this week is, you know, the concept of people saying that you fell out of love. Mm. People don't fall out of love. Right. Because the, the love never goes away. Right. You know, you hear in movies and books and in, in life all the time, um, you know, I'll always love you, but I can't be with you. Right. Because the feeling isn't gone. Right. You're always going to love that person. What has gone away is the level of commitment. Right. I choose not to commit to you anymore. Right. Because you've done this to me or I've done this to you. And so that relationship has not like it's been severed and the commitment is gone. Right. The commitment of love, but not the feeling of love. Right. So you don't, it's easy to feel things, but it's, it's the purpose and the commitment behind the relationship. So when you're like, we're talking about um, young people today who are feeling these things, well, they're not being committed to each other because they're not there yet. They haven't, you know, talked to anybody and been like, Hey, this is what I want to do. All they've been doing is feeling their feelings and being like, oh, this is nice. Right. And that, and that is true. Like, probably each one of these instances, like, I've asked, like, have you talked to someone about it? And they're mm-hmm. like, well, no, not really. And I'm like, are you keeping it a secret? And they're <laughs> like, well, no, not really. And I'm like, then talk about it with somebody. Yeah. Here's the thing. They don't want to because they know that someone's going to say, hey, you need to slow down. Or they're afraid that or and scared that they're going to be told right. no. And the answer isn't always no. Right. You know, there's yeah. there's there's one guy who, who talked to a pastor about it and he got, you know, he was reassured. Yeah. Um, and he felt really good about it. He still hasn't, you know, moved forward with it, and that's okay. Right. Because he is starting the process of right. figuring it out. And I think there's so much wisdom in being able to speak with someone about it because mm-hmm. especially at the age, let's say let's say twenty, even yeah. twenty one years old, yeah. like you're not real sure how to go about things. Mm-mm. If you don't have someone in your life who's pouring into you actively, um, then you, it's not something that you really understand. Yeah. Or if it's your first relationship, you've never been in a relationship before. Well, how do I do this? Mm-hmm. What am I supposed to do? I don't know what to do. Yeah. You know, and especially in the world, like you see what's on television versus what God really wants you to do. Two different, two different worlds yeah. completely, you know? And so it's just one of those things where I think it's I think it's wise to ask someone, find a trusted for women, find a trusted woman, for men, find a trusted man who can help guide you, you know, and be like, "Hey, let let's um 
I, this is what I want. This is I I like this person, mm-hmm. and I'm and I want to know. Would it be okay for me to ask them out, or yeah. how should I do this? Or you know, I just mm-hmm. think find somebody you're comfortable with enough to talk to and say like I don't even know, or even in asking like if you're a girl and you're just not sure, but you have a, a couple like a couple of a married couple who mm-hmm. pours in your life, ask them both. Yeah, how do I do this the right way? Right, you know, because <laughs> I I don't know, like I know that. When we started courting, Mm -hmm. we had married couples in our lives who saw that we were kind of drawn to each other, that we, Mm -hmm. and we were already friends. We were always together. Um, They asked us individually how we felt about each other and never told each other. They never told us anything. Yeah. Like, cause I remember like John asking me, so do you like like Aaron? Aaron? And I was like, I was totally mad that he even (laughs) asked me that question because I didn't want to talk about it with him. I would have openly and, you know, talked about it with Nilda, but I didn't really want to talk about it with him because mm-hmm. he was too much like my brother. Yes. And I felt like he was going to make like fun of me. Like he was nudging you. Yeah, like mm-hmm. he was just kind of Elbowing poking at you. me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know they asked you too. Yeah. You know, yes, and it was, I, I think it's good if you have people like that in your life mm-hmm. that you're comfortable with that you can talk with about those things because yeah. then you can say like, yeah, I do kind of like them, but I'm not real sure like what's happening or what to do or mm-hmm. how to handle this. Um, well, I mean, and even just from our our experience, my our perspective, like, I started having girlfriends when I was in a junior high. <laughs> you know? I, was, I didn't have my first boyfriend until I was 19. I was, I was in the seventh grade, and I had a girlfriend for, like, two years. Um, but what but what was that even? Exactly. It was nothing. <laughs> it was... It was, we're holding hands, you know, you're my person. Um, there wasn't anything to, like, the, it, it was like a lot of relationships that you see today. Um, there wasn't anything bad about it. Uh-huh. because we, I mean, we didn't do anything bad. Right. But there wasn't anything really purposeful behind it because, you know, you're it wasn't like, we were, yeah, I'm, I'm not about to quit school and get a job and, and provide for her. Right. You know? <laughs> um, and, and some people... You know, some families, some parents are okay with that. And, you know, that's cool. You know, as long as the parents know that they're there to protect their kids. Right. Um, and to help them and teach them and, you know, help them grow. Uh, but, like, was I ready? No. <laughs> when I when I moved from junior high to high school, that summer I broke up with her because for whatever reason I had just decided that I didn't want to go to high school with a girlfriend. <laughs> and you th- probably broke her heart. Yeah. yeah and you know what? Um, on the first day of school, I called her house because her older brother was my friend. Uh-huh. And I was like, Hey, you know, do you need a ride or do you need to get picked up or whatever? Um, so I called and she answered the phone and she's like, Oh, hi. And I'm like, Oh, is, you know, brother there? Uh-huh. Like, n- like not even phased on my part. Is this terrible? Yeah. This, no, I was, I was not ready. You broke that poor girl's heart. It was, yeah, I'm, I'm sure that if she does a 12 step that I'm going to be on there. <laughs> um, and then, you know, I had another girlfriend in high school. I had, I had two girlfriends in high school. And then in high school, I came to BCF and, and then I realized I'm just messing around. Yeah. I'm just doing this because it feels good. And I need to like, like there's more purpose behind dating than just to have fun. Right. Like, the purpose is to see if this is the person that I want to marry, that I want to spend the rest of my life with. Yeah. And I am not there. Like, I realized 
I am not ready for that. Right. I'm not ready for marriage. So I don't need a date. Right. So then I stopped dating in high school and then I didn't date till like, I don't know, sometime in college. Mm-hmm. And even then, when I started that relationship, was I ready for it? No. And how did I know I was ready for it? Well, I spent time around other people and I was like, hey, you know, I have a girlfriend. And they're like, oh, really? Because you're a terrible boyfriend. <laughs> is what some people told me. Uh, and then I read a book. And I realized, you know, yeah, I'm being purposeful about this and I'm I'm trusting God in this, but I'm also not like, you know, I don't have a steady job. I'm in school. Like, I'm not in a place where I'm ready to provide for a family. Right. Um, and nor do I feel like I can do that. I can continue this relationship um, now knowing this in a way that pleases God. Mm. So then I ended that relationship and then fast forward and... Um, here I am. I was like, okay, you know what? I need a wife. Like, <laughs> I feel like it's time to get married, you know? Um, and so I was like, well, how do you find a wife? How does one find a wife? Nowadays, you go onto a website and you, you do Facebook. Like, and that's, you know, it's yeah. scary. But Well, the avenues to find someone are... <laughs> I'm so glad that I don't have to do that now, you know? But... I lucky for me and, and you know, thank God I had married men in my life who were older than me, you know, they've been married for thirty years and, and I could I, I was comfortable enough to go up to them and, and, and go like, Hey, so when you started the relationship with your who would become your wife, the woman who would become your wife, how did you even do that? Like why did you even do that? Why her? Um and then why did you marry her? And the overwhelming response that I got was she was my best friend. Yeah. So I was like, okay, well, who's my best girlfriend? Like, who's my best friend that is a girl? Mm-hmm. Um, and it used to be this other person. So mm-hmm. I was like, well, let me, you know, spend some time with them. And, and it was just different, you know? Um, and so then, like, that started me on my process to where you and I, Leslie, started mm-hmm. dating and then eventually got married. Mm-hmm. But throughout the whole way, I was talking to people. Right. I was like, hey, am I doing this right? <laughs> is this how it works? Right. You know, is 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 this what I need to be doing? And yeah, we had a lot of rules involved that I made for us because I'm crazy. Um, but also because I was really, really adamant about us protecting ourselves. Right. You know, not being hurt. And, and looking back on that, like, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And I, if mm-hmm. anything, like... I think it's good for young people who are going to get together and be like, okay, no, we need some boundaries. Especially if you want to do things the way God wants you to do them. Mm -hmm. If you don't want to end up falling into bed together, like, you definitely need to set some boundaries. I think for younger people, when I say, like, high school, like, Mm -hmm. I know parents allow their kids to date. And mostly because they don't want to lose them. Yeah. You know, they're like, I don't want my kid to run off with somebody because I didn't let them have a boyfriend or girlfriend. And I understand that. Mm -hmm. I think mom and dad need to set some boundaries for their children, though, because it's their job to protect them. So, you know, okay, yes, you can date, but you can't be out past 10 Mm o'clock. And your phones, you have to be off your phone by 1030. Or, you know, like, I think that those are healthy things. They're healthy boundaries. They're healthy things that mom and dad need to set for their children. Yeah. um, Because they're still their children. Yes. You know, once you hit adulthood, like, yes, adults are, they need to take care of themselves and they need Mm -hmm. to realize, like, oh... I need to make sure that I'm taking care of me as well as guarding the heart of, especially for a man, the young woman that they're pursuing. Like, 
So what does that look like? I don't know. I'm not going to call her after midnight. Mm-hmm. We're going to we're not going to talk after midnight because really, honestly, after 10 o'clock, if you're laying in bed, it is a very vulnerable time for mm-hmm. you. You don't need to be talking to anybody <laughs> on the phone past 10 o'clock unless it's your husband or your wife. Yeah. You know? So, you know, things like that or, hey, like, we're not going to hold hands. Let's date for six months before mm-hmm. we hold hands. Let's get to know each other. Let's not talk. Let's not touch each other like that. Yeah. Till we've been together for a little while. Mm-hmm. Get to know each other. Like, have a and fight. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Have, like, a real fight. And don't talk to each other for two days. Like, yeah. you know? <laughs> and what was the thing that you just said it? And I was going to say it, too. It came out of your mouth just as I said. I don't know what I said. You said I said, I said, so I would... And you, like, it came out of your mouth. I said, get into a fight. You said, in groups. In groups. Yes. I think that's so important for young people. Like, they're like, oh, I'm going to go on a date. And I'm like, wait, wait, don't go on a date yet. Like, hang out in a group of people. Mm-hmm. Go to the movies with your friends. Go do something with your friends. Yeah. Like, go have coffee together. Mm-hmm. Like, get to, go to Denny's. Go to IHOP with a group of people and hang out. Get to know each other mm-hmm. in a public place with people who can make fun of you, who can... Have lots of fun with you. Yeah. And, <laughs> and you know, like, to, to be a little serious, right. disclaimer, when you see the red flags, <laughs> take them for what they are. Yeah. Red flags. Yeah. That person is not going to change simply by being in a relationship with you. Right. If they are a jerk to your friends, like to their friends, they're going to be a jerk or to you. Or if they're a jerk to their parents, they're probably going to be a jerk to you. Yeah. But not because they don't like you, but because something is wrong at home that mm-hmm. is causing them to act out, which means it's going to trickle into their relationships with yes. other people. Yeah. So. Red flags are red flags. Like, yeah. that's that's it. It's, no, I'm not going to change them. Like, there's, there's none of that yeah. in there. Like, that's the purpose of hanging out in groups so that you can learn more about people right. in a safe place. Right. And you get to see things like, are they in rebellion? Like, mm-hmm. are they stealing? Are they terrible to waiters? Are they, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Like, you get to see personalities mm-hmm. outside of your tunnel vision when you like someone. Because yes. when you like, when you like someone and it's just you and you hanging out, it's like you and the other person, it's, it's like tunnel vision. Glasses. You don't see anything. Mm-hmm. And they, and I say that as a girl who I know when it was just me and you, like, it was just me and you. Mm-hmm. And I could be sweet and I could be nice and... You know, but I could also be not nice. Mm-hmm. Just like you, the same way for Just you. Like could, we yeah. learned early in our relationship that, and we were always with people, but mm-hmm. we always saw, like, I would always tell you, you're mean to waiters. <laughs> Do you remember that? Yes. And you worked on that. As, I did. You know, like, we were dating and it was something that you worked on because you're like, oh, I didn't realize that about myself. Mm-hmm. And it was something that you worked to fix. And for me, although there was a red flag, that flag was lifted because I saw you working on this area of your life. Yeah. And it made me go like, oh, okay, he I'm just not. just maybe didn't know that that's what he was doing. Exactly. So that was a good thing. And it was good mm-hmm. for me to be able to see. It was good for us all to be able to talk about. Yeah. Because it was like a bunch of us talking about you being mean. <laughs> <laughs> not just me. You know, yeah. thinking that, oh, maybe I don't like that. Yeah. You know. Because those are things that are fixable. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The other thing is, look, like you know, we, we're talking about feelings, and feelings are awesome. Feelings tell you how you are interacting with the world. But when it comes to things like love, when it comes to things like, oh my gosh, this is never going to happen for me, be patient. Because there, there's going to be a time that, like, love is going to come. And and that's the whole point of this, of this scripture, mm-hmm. you know, 
do not awaken love until it's time. There's a song that, that we listen to a lot in the beginning of our relationship by Brooke Frazier. Mm-hmm. Um, love is waiting. Love mm-hmm. is waiting until you're ready, until it's yeah. right. And it's not right until it is. Yeah. And I know that that's a weird concept to grasp. That's a weird concept to say. I, I've talked about on the podcast before about how I would ask people, how do you know that you're in love? What does love feel like? And they're like, well, when you know, you know. This is the same thing. How do you know when the time is right? You're going to know. It's not something that you get to decide or something that you get to rush. Something that you are like beating the door down of. That's just going to bring you pain. Yeah. You wait until the time is right. Mm-hmm. And you'll know when the time is right. Yeah. Just like, you know, I was, what, 23 22, 23, and I was like, okay, I need to get married. Yeah. You know, that there were things in my life that were happening that the other people were telling me, you know, really good things that they were counseling me, and it all came down to, you know what, I want to get married. Right. Did I have anybody in mind? No. <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> there were zero prospects on the radar. But I, I was like, you know what? I want to get married. Right. It's 23. What the heck did I know? I don't know. But a year and a half later, you and I are walking down the aisle. Yeah. You know, that's not something that I chose. Right. That's not something that I, like, designed. It was God saying, it's time. Right. And then he's saying, this is the person. Right. And... It doesn't work like that for everybody, you know, the timing of it. But if if you will be submissive to God's will, you know, if, if you will say, okay, God, I trust that you want this awesome thing for my life, because he does. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm going to wait until you tell me that it's time. Yeah. And it may be, you know, a year and a half like it was for me, or five, ten years later. It's the, the, the thing about... You know, following God's will is, it doesn't change. Yeah. It's true. So you just have to wait and trust. Yeah. And be patient. And because and I feel like also if you if you don't wait and you're not patient, then you just extend that time of waiting even more so. Because mm-hmm. you end up making a mistake or getting in a poor, like a poor choice of a relationship. Yeah. And then here now you have to heal from all this pain mm-hmm. before... God says, okay, this is my will for you, yeah. you know? So, and you were just reminded me about that song that, like, I listened to it all before we, right yeah. before we got together and while we were together yes. even. Um, it's called Love is Waiting and mm-hmm. it's by Brooke Frazier. And it was, I would cry listening to that <laughs> song. Like, I would just, I'd put it on. I remember the week before we got together, mm-hmm. it was, I had it playing like almost nonstop. I was taking care of, my friend's cat and bird. Yes. And I would I had it on repeat on the computer. <laughs> At night it would just play and play, and I would fall asleep listening to it. But it really the words to it really helped me because it did remind me that I just needed to wait and I just needed to let God be constant in everything that was happening because I mm-hmm. I remember feeling confused at that time because we were already kind of talking and it was like, Mm -hmm. Oh, I don't know what's happening here. No, not only were we talking, but we were doing the exact same things that we, we mentioned. Like there was a lot of touching going on a lot of unnecessary. Well, and it was like long hugs, hugs, little caresses on the arm. Right. Like, 
hold, like you would pass me something at the table and our fingers would linger. Right. Um, you know, you would play with my ear. And the, the looks, the looks on, like the longing the looks. The knowing looks. Yeah. Yeah. Because, <laughs> you know, you can look into the other person's eyes and know like, oh, we like each other. <laughs> yes. so. And all the giggling and the laughing. <laughs> and texting, and the texting each, other each other while we're in the in same the room. In the same room with the same people. And then people, are you guys texting each other? No. <laughs> and all it was was like, hi. <laughs> innocuous like just random yeah. ridiculous things we've been there yes we have <laughs> we've been there it's gonna be 10 years since we've been there yeah <laughs> and and yeah and so you know we know yeah and it's just it, it's something that this is really important yeah. because love is important in our lives right. but learn to love well the yes. people that you're around now yeah learn to love your friends well because that'll teach you how to love this person. Yes. Um, especially in difficult moments. Like, yeah. whether it's sad or hard or bad. Mm-hmm. Like, learning, being able to love someone through all their mess. Whether it's your best girlfriend or your sister or your brother mm-hmm. or even your parents. Like, yeah. love. What does the Bible say about love? Mm-hmm. You know, like... In the Bible, it says that love is patient, love is kind. It says that love, you know, doesn't love doesn't boastful. envy, it's not boastful. It's you not know, proud. it doesn't keep record of wrongs. Like, mm-hmm. all of those things, you have to practice them in all of your relationships, especially the ones that matter. Yeah. I think that if you can do that, then when God brings his person for you, like, it will be that much easier. Yes. It's still hard. Yeah. <laughs> it's still hard. Yeah, we know. And we tell people all the time, because we have young married people tell us, like, is is marriage supposed to be this hard? Yes. And I'm like, yeah, it's hard. That's what marriage is about. You have to work through stuff. Mm-hmm. And you're going to have, you'll have months of bliss. You may have weeks of bliss at a time, mm-hmm. months of weeks, a year or two of bliss. Mm-hmm. But you're going to have hard times. And I think yeah. that's why marriage vows say, for better or for, for worse. worse. Because mm-hmm. that includes everything. Mm-hmm. In good times, in bad times, in sickness and in health. And I, when yeah. I mean sickness, I mean like physical sickness, emotional, emotional sickness. spiritual sickness. Mm-hmm. It's all those things. And so love is not something you play with. No. You don't, you know, and so it's also like that's a whole nother thing. Like <laughs> saying I love you just to say it. Like, no, yeah, don't do that's that. That's not a thing. Mm-mm. And the my, my favorite line of that scripture is, is actually... Um, it's the next, it's the beginning of the last verse uh-huh. of the next verse and it's love never fails. Yeah. And, oh, from first Corinthians. Yeah. And cause the, the whole thing like ends mm-hmm. and then the next verse starts and it's mm-hmm. love never fails. And I right. always like to include it just cause it, it, it means a lot, you know, it kind of sums up the whole thing. Like I mentioned, the love feeling doesn't go away and it, it feels like it fades, but if, if you stay committed then it lasts. Yeah. It lasts forever. Because, you know, like you were saying, Leslie, we you don't always feel like, oh my gosh, I'm so in love with this person. Right. Like, my, my wife, my husband, my spouse, uh, they're driving me crazy. Do I still love them? That's not a question. Right. You you sent me this <laughs> this funny little meme. Was it yesterday or this morning? When it did you send yesterday. it? Oh, it was hilarious. And Aaron likes to send me these little comic book 
memes. I, I honestly don't. I asked him. I'm like, where did you even get this from? No, you asked. I was like, who, who makes comes these? up with these things? Yeah. But it, and I'll post it on Facebook because it's hilarious. But it's this like little couple, and the first, the very first thing says, "I like you," and the the girl says, "What? The really? Yeah." And he's like, "Yeah," and they're they're standing there and they're like a boy and girl, and then yeah. so the next little frame is mm-hmm. they're getting married. Yes. And she's like, you're sure you like me? And he's he like, says, yeah, I do. I do. Next frame, they, he is sitting at a table with a cup of coffee in his hands and the newspaper. And she's standing there holding a baby. And she says, so you won't change your mind? And he <laughs> says, nah. Then the next frame, they're an old couple. Uh-huh. She's in a wheelchair and he's pushing her. Yeah. And she says, you don't think I'm weird? And he says, nope. Mm-hmm. And then the last one, it's a little <laughs> morbid, but it is what it is. And it's this couple, it's their spirits they're, they're hovering in, over their gravestones. The gravestones where they've been buried together. Next to each other. And it's and she says, so you definitely like me? And he says, yes. And I was like, this is my life. <laughs> because I'm always asking Aaron, are you sure you love me? Yes. Are you sure you still want to be with me? Yes. Do you love me? I love you. Like, I always ask that. Like, especially when you're in a bad mood. Or, or if we're fighting or, or something. Or if we're fighting. Like, I'm like, are you sure you want to be with me? Because yes. I'm a pain in the butt. hmm You know? Well, I mean, that I know. I knew before we got married. But you know what's hilarious is you never <laughs> ask me that. I don't. I don't. That is never a question in my mind. Because you know I love you. Because I know you love me. Yeah. It's And it's, and it's not, not that it's not that I don't know you love me. Mm-hmm. I know that I ask it a lot. I think for me, it's just the reassurance. And yes. I and I know that comes... I'm going to cry. I hate talking about this. But I know that comes from watching my parents. Yeah. You know, like, they were married for 15 years. Um, the last three of that 15, they were separated. Um, but, you know, my dad always said he loved her. Mm-hmm. But he still left. Yeah. And so, that's just one of those things. I guess, I like, just talking about it right now, like, I'm like, I guess that's why I always ask. Mm-hmm. Like, are you sure? And and that's what I mean when I say he he still loved her. Yeah. You know, even to, until the day he died, he loved her. Yeah. But he chose not to be committed to her anymore. Right. And I don't always feel like we are this lovey-dovey couple. Right. But... I always know I've, I'm committed to you, mm-hmm. and that's never changing. Right. You know, that's not something that is able to be changed for me, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, I've taken that that part that is able, you know, to, to be moved, and mm-hmm. I'm like, no, no, like, this is, lock- this is locked away. The key is gone. Like, we are you committed shackled. forever. You yes. shackled to me forever. <laughs> Like, th- that's not You're going to have to option. cut your hand off. No, yeah. No, even then, like, <laughs> death. 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 This is the only way one of us is getting out of this marriage. Death. Okay. Like, so it's like, it's really like a bomb. Yeah, like A bomb tied to that chain. Because as soon as the chain is broken, the bomb goes off. And one of us is dead. Right. Preferably the both of us at the same time. Right? That's what we've talked about. Right. But that's just... You know, so for me, I I don't, I don't, my question to you isn't, do you still love me? My question to you is like, do I still impress you? Like, Mm -hmm. are you still... You did ask me that the other day. Yeah. Like, do I still, uh, I don't, I don't even know how to like, 
phrase it, you know, phrase the, the feeling that like, do you still, are you, I don't know. Like, are you still impressed by me? Like, do I still make you feel this way? Like not, and not, not in like the love sense, uh-huh. but I don't know. It's weird. Maybe somebody will tell me what I mean. Like, what do you mean? Like, do I still impress, do you still impress me? Like, like when I look at you, am I still like, <sighs> but not in a loving way, but like, in a like, that's my husband. Like, am I still proud of you? Yeah. Like that kind of always. Kind of, yeah. Always. But, you know, I don't always tell you that I love you, and you don't always tell me that you're proud of me. I do. You just no. don't ever accept it. Mm-mm. No. <laughs> Let's not ruin this moment. <laughs> I love you, and I'm proud of you always. I love you. <laughs> and so this is the end of episode 95. Episode 95. Um, I was just telling Aaron that we're going we're gonna, to, that we should put a link to the Love is Waiting song um, in the show notes so you can hear it. Yeah. Um, and so we're going to link a YouTube video that has a lyrics to it. It's a really good song. Um, so, yeah. So we'll do that. Um, thank you so much for coming back and listening to us. We appreciate you. Mm-hmm. Um, if this is your first time listening to us, I want to encourage you to go back to episode one <laughs> so you can hear our love story. It's, yeah. It's interesting. Um, it's episode one through 43. takes you through journal entries um, through our courtship. And everything after to now has been our lives and just stuff that God really brings to mind about relationships and um, whether it be love relationships or family relationships, uh, friendships Mm -hmm. that we felt that God has placed on our heart to talk with, talk about. Um, We aren't anybody professional. We're not therapists or anything like that, but we just share from what we've learned and our opinions and the Mm -hmm. things that God has taught us um, along our experiences, along our walk with him and Mm -hmm. with each other. So we just want to encourage you, um, to keep coming back yes and um you can find us on facebook at so this is love podcast you can find us on instagram at so this is love podcast and you can find us on twitter at so this is love 10 recently i forgot to tell you but someone shared um one of our one of our episodes okay and maybe it was a quote or um I can't remember if it was like it was one of the things that I posted on Twitter and I was like oh someone actually shared that and I replied back to them and I said thank you so much for sharing Um, and it was interesting I was like oh that's super cool that someone shared us and it was last week or maybe it was earlier this week Um, it was one of the quotes that because you know I've been sharing quotes and um, it was Mac and Nicole and she shared it it said podcast discussing the journal of a wife during the courting between her and her husband and she, it was episode 94, Not a Burden, Oh yeah. which is our recent episode that she shared. And I was like, thanks for sharing that. I appreciate it. So Mac and Nicole, thank you. That's cool. <laughs> um, and so, yeah. So if we would also love to hear from you if you have any questions or any comments. Um, yeah. We'd love to hear from you. You can send us an email at so this is love, so this is love at yahoo.com. Yes. I love emails. Yes, she does. And real quick, um, I know it doesn't really have anything to do with the podcast, but September is National Recovery Day. So recovery month. Recovery month. Yeah, that's right. So, you know, we're praying for everybody, just like ourselves, who are in recovery, um, who need help. If you need help, please um, find a safe place for it. Um, Celebrate Recovery is a great resource. Um, if, if you go online, you can find some, a place that's close to you and you can get you know, hooked up there. Um, we thank you everybody for coming back every week. Yeah, and we'll post a link to Celebrate Recovery where you can so that you can find Celebrate Recovery near you. Yes. Yeah. Bye. Bye.